Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, you. Welcome back to the You Netflix podcast here on Post Show Recaps. This is the You Season 4 Part 2 feedback show which i don't know why but like that's a lot of like numbers and roman numbers and like things to think about so i'm really glad that i said that correctly um where we're going to be featuring your feedback that you sent to us um and also creating some of our own uh when i say our who could i possibly be talking about oh i know it's the wonderful talented and goodly marissa garza marissa how are you doing this week I am doing well, Latanya. Thank you so much for that introduction. Wonderful. I'm glad to be here to talk about you. Part two, feedback. Maybe there's about a code. Me? Do you think there's like a code in the title of our like, like this was a mystery season? Like, so. Yeah. Was was that a was that what opened up the cage? Maybe? Yeah. Why P two? Why Why P two F? PSR. <laughs> that's how mm-hmm. that's how it works or it's going to be like the next survivor challenge one of the oh, other no. <laughs> i can see survivor putting someone in a cage and being like they're gonna yeah, run out of food yeah. unless you help save well, they put them. Them in, there's that one where you have to like build the stick to get out of the cage and then get oh, the key wow. and then bring it in. yeah so cages that... cages are around <laughs> anyway but that's not um, the show we're here to talk about we're here to talk about you thank god we're here to talk about you and you can hear us talking about you if you go to uh postshowrecaps.com slash you podcast yes that is postshowrecaps.com slash you podcast where you can get a feed that's just me and marissa and all of the great things and that we you. do and say and you <laughs> it's just me marissa and you um that's not I'm crazy. very excited yeah. about this. About what? The, feed. the feed that has yeah. been there for a while? I've been excited about it for a bit, and now <laughs> it's just starting to come out. Oh, that's good. Let the people yeah. know. Yeah, I think everyone should know. So 
it's been a little time. Um, yeah. We talked about season four, part two, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of season four as a whole. So once again, this is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast, but we're going to do what we can and try to focus specifically on season four, part two. And then next week for our final show, where we'll have a wonderful guest that we'll announce later, um, we will be talking about you season four as a whole. It's the yeah. ultimate wrap up show. Yeah. And I think, you know, like it's hard to just isolate you part two in this because so much relate like relates to part one, but we'll do mm-hmm. our best. We'll try. We'll do what we can. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm interested in what you all had to say, and I'm thankful that you all reached out to us. All right. We got some feedback in our lovely patron discord. Thank you all so much for uh, those of you who have stuck Mm -hmm. by us in terms of writing things on the discord, um, sending us little um, notes about how you've enjoyed the podcast, just basically supporting us in the fantastic and fine way that you do. Yes, it's been great to hear from everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Sorry. Yeah, I was just like second it. Um, <laughs> the motion has been seconded. Thank you. Um, okay, so um, as always, we have the the fantastic, the mm-hmm. the mythical genius. I don't know what that means. Uh, Felipe. Yeah, he sent in a couple of questions for us. Yeah, Felipe loves this show. Felipe loves us, which makes us mm-hmm. pretty damn cool. And Felipe mm-hmm. is pretty freaking cool himself. So um, first, Felipe says, how would you two queens, that's us, rank the us. seasons at this juncture? And how does that, uh, does the split affect these <sighs> rankings? Woo. This is hard because I'll tell you what, Felipe and everybody else. <laughs> um, I did start rewatching from the beginning of season four, okay. episode Me too. One. Me too. And it is really good. Like yeah. from, you know, it's good. It's, it's so it's, good. I think it's like like many mystery properties. It's always better on a second watch because you can kind of see the clues that were being left for you along the way, which is half the fun. Um, and some of those things I know we'll point out later, but um, it's it's tough because if you were to ask me during part one, I would probably rank the season not not high at all it would be a fourth of four yeah yeah i'm i'm inclined inclined i'm inclined to go two three four one okay but i think three and four are like it's like they tied for a second (laughs) only because i it's hard for me to put the awesomeness is the word in true in the true sense of the word of being in awe mm-hmm. of love in season two and how yeah. all of that like came to be and even though I love like the mockery of suburban life that happens in in season three season two was our first introduction to love exactly. and there would be no season three without season two so yes. I think I would go three two or two three four one but it's a tie for second okay because this this season 
is better than I thought it was on a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? What do you got? Re- I've got some things to say. Um, rewatching yeah. this show has made me so delighted and so angry all at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. if this show had been released the way it was written yeah. and the creatives would have been given control as opposed to the suits, then yeah. this would probably be my favorite season of this show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's rough. Yeah. But I still rank it very high. I would say season two, season four, season one, season three. Oh, interesting. I know. I know. Like, I just love this type of, like, genre spinning, um, discovering parts of yourself that, you know, were seeded earlier in the, the seasons mm-hmm. of this show. I mean, there there's that scene where Joe hurts his head and he's talking to himself. But mm-hmm. that that person was a, a slightly different Joe than the Joe that we would see normally. And so for the erotomania thing to be thrown in there um, and ha- have someone that um, Penn could actually play off of in terms mm-hmm. of Reese, Ed Spieler's like fantastic Reese, who has mm-hmm. to come back in season mm-hmm. five. Like he just has to. He's so good. And then if you go back with the knowledge of like from the beginning of the season with the knowledge of what happened and you listen to their conversations, they're so telling and they're so well-written. Yeah. It's amazing what stands out to you on a rewatch. Yeah. Of the season specifically. Yeah. The split definitely affected these rankings because I, I would be ranking it number two. Um, as it stands, I'm still going to probably rank at number three. Um, like I, I just, this really got me this season. Didn't you just say four? Did you, what were your rankings? It was. I thought two, you put it up there. Oh, okay. Two, oh, okay. Four, yeah. I didn't realize one, that three. was final. Two, four, two, one, three. Four, one, three. Yeah. Okay. I think I was, oh, well. yeah, no, I was stick Would with you that. lock that in? Yeah. Okay. I would why, lock that in. Why one above three? I'm just curious. I think just because there was something about starting this show from like when it actually aired and mm-hmm. looking forward to those episodes on a weekly basis that kind of like had you on the edge of your seat. I know a lot of people came I like I don't I don't care when people come to shows like as long as you you get there or movies eventually we, we can have a conversation. But like mm-hmm. um I just happened to to see a commercial for this as I was watching some like lifetime like time yeah. destroying movie as I was working. And I was like, wow, I can't believe this is what he's chosen to do after Gossip Girl. This is really cool. And I think it was just the fact that it really set the the, the scene in terms of what we were going to get out of Joe, who is the mm-hmm. most unlikely protagonist in like the history of time next to Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, season one kind of captured all the kinetic energy that was involved in that and, ha- and having to wait a week to find out what was going to happen really really played into it really really bad that's interesting because my experience was not the weekly part yeah. of it but i could see how that would impact especially because that uh, in in season one we do get like cliffhanger after cliffhanger at the end of every episode to kind of like keep you interested Mm -hmm. and keep you going definitely season two and season three were written 
for the binge. Like they really took, you know, the format into consideration, which is why I think it really affected uh, the season. Yeah. Let's just do this now. There is, um, there is an article that you can find on the AB club that is called, uh, please stop splitting up TV seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Cosign. Cosign. Uh, and I recommend that you read this, but I'll read a choice section of it to you. As it struggles to find the optimal approach for the crowded peak TV era, Netflix seems to swivel between entire season drops, Outer Banks, Dahmer, and dividing them up like they did with you and South Korea drama The Glory, the first season of which continues with part two after debuting in December 2022. It's not a stretch to say that this inconsistency, splitting seasons for certain shows and not for others, has caused a splitting headache for fans. Mm -hmm. Netflix has forgotten what made it stand out in the first place. Sure, there are pitfalls to releasing all episodes at the same time in this market. It's difficult to maintain the hype around a binge show for a long period of time compared to the extended attention that comes from airing episodes weekly. Look no further than last year's sleeper hits like Severance and Yellow Jackets as proof. Or of HBO or HBO's great dramas like The Last of Us, Euphoria, and The White Lotus, which all generated conversations and buzz after each outing. Netflix hasn't been able to garner the same momentum, so it's chosen to break up already notable dramas instead, and the effect is not pleasant. I would agree. I would agree, especially because these shows are written with a certain timeline, like a a certain intensity in mind. And I just feel like, especially when it comes to you, all of the setup was in the first five episodes. And Mm -hmm. we don't get to see the payoff until the last five episodes. And that's like running up a hill falling off the cliff and then having to like start somehow get airlifted to the same intensity where you fell off the cliff to continue climbing and it's like that's really hard and and um can require a lot of energy from people so i think you know i think we even said this on our, our part one recap is like if you weren't watching in real time wait like wait and just watch yeah, the just whole thing wait and binge it. yeah because you know, the conversation will be there still, but um, it just, it, it kind of ruined the mo- momentum for me. Yeah, it ruined the momentum. And, you know, the thing that really sucks is how this crowds out creative visions. Because, yes. you know, the creators had some very slick challenges. They're adapting IP Mm-hmm. Um, because there are books about this. There's books, yep. They initially made a show that was for viewing week to week and brilliantly pivoted and made a show work that was a binge. And then yeah. continued to do so for season four as if they thought that that was their edict from Netflix until Netflix decided to drop this hammer and just be like, we're splitting it up. It worked for and Stranger Things, so it's got to work for you. Did it work for Stranger Things? You know, like, I I feel like it's it, it's in a really precarious, per, precarious, precarious, it's in a situation because, yeah, a situation. Um, <laughs> you know, this show, the creators have talked about how the show is planned for five seasons. 
And if this, for lack of a better term, kneecaps the the season, like the show, because if Netflix goes back and says viewership wasn't great, that's not at the fault of the creators. That's it's not, not at the fault of all. this team. It's it's a decision that was made out of their control. And I hope that that is taken into consideration because as of time of recording, we still don't have any word on if there will be a season five we know it's planned by the creative team but has yet to be greenlit by um netflix so i really just hope that not only did this decision like impact us as as viewers i hope it doesn't impact the show as a whole because what a great ride it would be for someone to just come across this the series and watch all episodes all at once and get that whole oh my like, gosh right like i mean you might need to take a break it is pretty intense but you know it, it would all like ramp up into each other and we could see that whole arc. I just hope it yeah. doesn't impact the call that, that needs to be made. And it's not at all on the showrunners because they were not told I'm sure. And the thing, the reason I brought up the fact that they had to pivot when they mm-hmm. went from lifetime to Netflix is that this is a team that has proven that they can pivot. Well, right. right. And they, I'm sure they, they would have told give- them. Yeah, then it would have been great and they would have paced it differently. They didn't even give them the opportunity to say, here's input. And even with the story, I would say a break probably would have worked better in season three than it did in season four because this yes. was an entirely different setting, different way of storytelling, different genre, everything. Mm-hmm. With season three, we kind of like, we knew the Joe and Love shtick for lack of a better term, we just put them in a different setting and love got more powerful. But um, this was a total change in tone, change in strategy in terms of storytelling. And so like the viewer wasn't allowed any traction because it was kind of yeah. like the the rug was pulled out from from them after episode five. It was like, okay, well, wh- like we had these questions. Like, what did we just watch? Like, Exactly. why did we watch that yeah, that wasn't like you this? and then we watch part two and it's like oh there's you yeah. there's the there's show you we know yeah you know so, so much more sense uh, so yes the split does affect the rankings it does yeah felipe coming in hot felipe coming in hot with three questions the second yeah. of which is is there any satisfying ending to the show other than joe in prison for me there mm. is but I'd like to hear your takes regardless. I mean, I guess the only like satisfying ending to the show for me is not going to come as any surprise other than, I mean, I don't know if jail is satisfying because what is, that's a whole other podcast. What is jail? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, um, exactly. Uh, like, and hmm. how did we get there from the 13th amendment? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> another, you can also watch that on Netflix. If you're looking for a documentary, yeah. watch 13th. Watch 13th. Anywho, um, just random Ava Duvernay <laughs> plugs, plugs, just everywhere. I would say if he goes to therapy and does oh my the God. work, okay. but I don't think we're gonna get there. Like you know, like that would be like that's my dream goal for for Joe. At the end of the day, is that mm-hmm. he realizes the effect, like he comes out of this 
survival mode that he's been in for all of this time that's made him do these horrible things that Mm -hmm. has i mean these are still conscious decisions this man is making but i don't think he realizes the extent of what he's piled up and so if he can face what he has done take responsibility for it i mean isn't that what the idealistic state of jail is supposed sure. to make people do. It is supposed to <laughs> but... be uh, a place where you go in order to be um, redeemed as more spiritual, um, uh, you know, yeah. essentially rehabilitated. Is, yeah. Is yeah. The word. So um, I disagree. That's for me. What about you? Yeah. Go for it. Um, what do you got? You just Joe's got to go. <laughs> I mean, that Joe's would also be satisfying, but I would say, like I would take either. What do you um, mean gotta go? You think he's gotta die? He's, okay, he's gotta here's die. the thing. If anyone could do it, it's Marianne. Yes. This and what a great statement the show would make with that. That's what I think. Like, well, see that 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 is debatable because there are people who think that um, like revenge fantasies shouldn't necessarily have a place sure in like pop culture because of what it says about forgiveness sure but maybe she's not the one pushing the knife in him or like she has like she knows him enough she's able to manipulate the situation enough to get out and so and she's still around and i think a satisfying ending would be if a black woman was in charge of joe's demise whatever that be whether that be turning him in whether that be you know his life ending at the hands of marianne in some way i think that is what i picked up from this rewatch is like marianne knows joe in a different way that love knows joe like love and joe were like a mirror for each other but marianne knows how to move around him and that's something yeah. that we haven't seen before. So we've never seen. That I don't know. Before, you're right. I I think that's incredible to point out. Tati Gabrielle did just amazing work with she very really limited did. time. Excuse me. Yeah, but very limited time. She was not in very many episodes. Only four, right? I think. Right. Um. Yeah. Of a season of ten, and so. Like she just made her presence known. You felt for her. You were with her. She out managed to outthink like starving, managed to and and fighting her demons with like a giant bottle of drugs in front of her. She managed to outthink this monster because she told her daughter that she would be home. Well, and she did it. That was her motivation, but she also did it by asking for help. Yes. She did it because and it was she was able other women and it was. Great. Yes, exactly. So wouldn't that be, I mean, I don't know if this is like a satisfying ending would be a woman help women helping women. Like what if Marianne like builds a coalition of victims or something like that? Like, I don't know. Like yeah, there's there are a lot. There's just, um, you know, some room to play with that there. And that would be, I, you know, the, the show does make a lot of statements about society. And if it's going to end, I think it, it might end in a statement like that. That makes sense. Um, all right. Final question. The three. Mm-hmm. Which of the new Taylor Swift songs will be in next season? 
mastermind. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh my god. Or or in a comical way, bejeweled. <laughs> yes. Like if if he was just like nice. <laughs> uh huh. I don't trust Joe for a second. Um, I, I like those. I like those ideas. Um, I also like. Um, I could see vigilante shit. Ooh, also good. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good call. Because or I've been watching her. yes, karma. Ooh, that would be a good song for Marianne. Exactly. And then, as would vigil- vigilante ship. But in as I've been watching the TikTok broadcast of the Eras tour, um, the staging <laughs> for <laughs> the staging. I want to see that. Damn it. <laughs> The staging for that song is very Chicago the musical-esque. And I could see it, you know, like we were talking about Marianne building a coalition. It would be like that type of situation where we get like every single person telling something that Joe did (laughs) to them. Hopefully through song. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) you, the musical. Yes. The I mean, stranger, th- stranger things have happened. Stranger, stranger things, things did happen. Musical. Yeah. <laughs> stranger things became a musical at one point during a uh, never ending story. <laughs> That's yeah. Yes. But th- um, yeah, those are my takes on songs. Felipe, thank you so much for sticking with us the whole season and for being one of those people who was like, I'm going to binge this whole show. Yeah, he was in it. He was in it. <laughs> so, yeah, we really appreciate you. Uh, another person that we appreciate is Post Show Recap's own Jess. Jessica yeah, Sterling. Jessica Sterling. Oh, my gosh. I don't think that enough good things could be said about Jessica Sterling. Like, she's always got different glasses on and lipstick. <laughs> But and... she also like does a lot for <laughs> yeah. for potion recap. Which is why I don't understand how she always looks great. I'm just like <laughs> I would be like Aviator DiCaprio. This <laughs> <laughs> for my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, big shout out to Jess. Yeah, Jess. Uh, this is a feedback for all of uh, for all of season four. Jess says. This show is exactly what the binge model is made for, and I felt like splitting it up into two sections was a big mistake by Netflix. Part one, pretty bland compared to part two, and it's quite frustrating that most of JJ's social circle didn't even matter. Hmm. I also found myself really missing Love's maniacal energy and hope that uh, with Joe as Joe, uh, in quotes, next season, We'll get a return to the heyday of seasons two and three. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things, so I listened to Pod Crushed Penn's, um, you know, my friend Penn, talk about his it. podcast. And he did talk about how he thinks that season four will be seen in a better light after season five, even though he doesn't know what season five will be. Okay. He just feels like it's one of those seasons that's like a bridge to the payoff. Like, the whole thing not just part one but um like the brilliance of season four co- will come after a resolution mm-hmm. so um and hopefully it will have that energy just of a heyday from seasons two and three i think it will um i have high hopes i just hope that uh, i agree obviously 
big mistake by Netflix to break these show the show up. I hope they recognize that and still grant the show a season five yeah. so that we can see exactly. I mean, I again hate it when a creator's vision gets, you know, yes. the legs. And none of this will only give it half the episodes to have a season thing that Amazon is pulling with um a league of their own for the next season. No, 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 no. No. We want the whole season. We want a full ten episode season. Both shows deserve it. Of both shows. Definitely deserve it. Um, I always miss love. I yeah. feel like love, like Victoria Pedretti is just a magnetic actress. Well, and the chemistry between her and Penn Badgley is also something that we haven't seen recreated with really any Anyone. other character. Yeah. And I think it is because they mirror each other very well. Yes, that's very true. Um, it's important for us to note that on Rotten Tomatoes, this mm-hmm. show is ranked 92%, um, 74% uh, audience score, I think. Yep. But the audience is up 10 points since part two aired. Yeah, when we first checked in with Rotten Tomatoes in our part one feedback, the critic score was still 92, but the audience score was only 64. Oh, and so okay. I thought it was interesting that it went up 10 yeah. points um, in between because, you, you know, that had to be the effect of part two. It had to be. I just, I, I feel like I was robbed of so many things with <laughs> this season being split into two. Um, and then with me being ruined, ruined. I'll call it yeah. in terms of the whole Nadia reveal. Um, so I've got a couple gripes, but you know, Netflix, if you have any interest in what we think about, you know, uh, the, the model of your <laughs> binge model, please call us up. You can email me at Latanya at postshowrecaps.com. <laughs> there you go. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, I know I'm excited for something. What are you excited for? I'm excited because I didn't have time to listen to the Pod Crush oh. podcast, but I yeah. know that you did. And I, I think I love your recaps maybe more than I would love the podcast. So what do you want me to podcast recap, recap the podcast, the podcast on the podcast about the recap? Do you, which, which... Yeah, it's a okay. tree mix. <laughs> it is a tree mix. Okay. Well, I did have an opportunity to listen to the episode of Pod Crush that focused on um, part two. So the way that they kind of set up this podcast was that they wanted to walk through like all the breadcrumbs that were left and kind of get Penn's reaction and have conversations about that. So one of the things that they talked about was how Reese's monologues, just like you had mentioned earlier, mirror Joe's. So when you're listening to Joe, like he will say, I love crayons. And Reese will say, yes, Crayola is the best. Like they're talking about the same thing, but just in different ways. You say crayon in the most Midwestern way. (laughs) That it is possible to say crayon. But that's fine. I mean, I am who I am. Crayons. Yeah, crayons. <laughs> C-R-A-N-S. Crayons, everyone. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Crayons? That's what they're called. No. 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 Anywho. Um, <laughs> one of the things they also noticed was that when Reese was, you know, that one time when he was in Joe's apartment for like no reason, like we didn't know how he got there. And he was like, I know how to pick locks because yeah. I lived in a county estate. And we were like, <laughs> shut up about the county estate thing yeah. or country estate. Um, he was wearing the same outfit as Joe in that instance, which I did not pick up on on my first watch but it did because i had listened to this really stand out on my second watch so yeah that was just another way that they were trying to tell us before we told us this one i did pick up on on the first watch the key was in, the key to the cage was in dr jekyll and mr hyde the book oh, so right. that was like but we had known. Have discussed yeah that. yeah yeah <laughs> uh in episode five there's a moment where Roald is like telling everybody how he thinks that joe is the eat the rich killer and like goes victim by victim and so we see this montage of joe killing people and we think that it's just like Roald's imagination but it's like the show telling us yeah that he, that was, actually <laughs> he was actually killing, killing people yeah. which i thought was good um there was a, a conversation that I found interesting, and I'd love to hear your take on it too, Latanya. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, has Joe like accepted and like merged with this part of him that is represented by Reese, like his lower self? Right. Or has he given Reese power, succumbed to it, and kind of is like leading his personality from that point instead? Because I think the thing that tells us a lot is what happens with Nadia. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, if they hadn't planned on bringing Ed Spielers back, they could justify it because, or if, like, he got too booked and busy to come back, like a lot of people on this show end up, um, they they get to say that it's okay because that means Joe has integrated this personality. Mm -hmm. And the the reflection in the window that we saw... um, 
means that Joe is able to now change when the altars um, are like taking up space, like um, like change exactly when the altars are taking control of the body. Or um, like you could see it like Joe sees himself as Reese because he saw his reflection. Yeah. In that. Yeah. He's so he's Reese in this moment, this whole like thing that he's doing. Yeah. Another really cool thing that, that um I saw on the rewatch was when Joe and Kate go on that date. Mm-hmm. Um they talk about how they're going to move to a different city and start a charitable mm-hmm. program, and Joe's gonna buy a library or not a library, a buy store. a library, a bookstore, yeah. <laughs> um, a rare used bookstore um and all this stuff and then it actually happens <laughs> that's what actually occurred you manifested it <laughs> yeah it's wild <laughs> well um from Penn's perspective he he thinks that um he joe has succumbed to reese and so okay. i don't know what that means for season five but that's what he's that's what he's telling the people uh they also talked a little bit about how the role of the mentor or yeah, the mentee, I think, mm-hmm. in the show um, evolved and changed. So we've always had like Paco and Ellie um, to kind of show that Joe ha- still has empathy left in him. But by the time we get to Nadia, he uses Nadia for resources oh and information and then sends her to jail. <laughs> so um, the empathy tank has run out on Joe by the time we get to Nadia. I, yeah. I really like this was something that I knew was coming and it still hurt. Yeah. Like I, I still had my mouth like agape the whole time because I was just like, there's no way. Like someone just tweeted something false. Like there's <laughs> no way that Joe would actually do this to the mentee. But of course, Joe had put a camera in there to try to like when he thought still he was trying to mm-hmm. catch uh Reese. Mm-hmm. And so after checking the camera, knew that Nadia had been there and gotten the key and seen all the things. And so there was really only one way in Joe's mind to handle it. And in his head, I bet that he believes that it's sympathetic because he didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sees himself as the good guy all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Then they talked a little bit about how, um, like the role of each object of Joe's affection. I was going to say like significant other, but that's not what these people were. <laughs> I mean, I know he was like married to love, but that, that wasn't what that was. Um, but how Joe and Beck, like Beck was an object to yes. Joe. And then with love, love was an equal and like a mirror. Like they, they were like the same person just in terms of how they were like, living their lives um and but marianne marianne is on to him yeah and that's that's scarier for joe than any anything else um even the vulnerability that he's allowed to show with love and be his true self because he is being seen himself all of the time by sharing space and and living with with love Mm. um but when it comes to kate uh one thing that pen pointed out is that like the Joe and Kate have a friendship that the other he didn't have with the others, and that might be a variable in the story going forward because okay. there's a conversation around like how much did Joe tell Kate 
Right. And, you know, he doesn't know, but, you know, the writers are going to have to figure that out going forward. Like, what does Kate know? How does she not know? How does she react because of this friendship as opposed to it being a purely, you know, romantic relationship situation? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're friends. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, we got a very accelerated relationship timeline with these two, which... I know is a terrible idea. (laughs) Um, And uh, I, I guess like they went from, they went from being like Kate just straight up had her hackles up. Like she was just like, I am, I do not trust you. I do not know where you came from. And I really wish she had just trusted her instincts. I know. Um, But then was able to confess something that she found to be her biggest flaw right? in terms of, you know, getting children murdered uh, or have, <laughs> you know, like murdering young children with cancer yeah, uh, and compartmentalizing it. And he didn't run away scared. So I don't know. And he said she's a romantic at heart. Yeah. I think there's more trust here than there is, there have there was with others yes and it's not they have like, like a they both have the kill switch on each other yeah. you know what i mean yeah so it's interesting uh one of the things the podcast also explored was the question of is there value in turning a blind eye in relationships like how much do you want to know about someone before committing to them mm-hmm. would you dig in there would you dig in their past would you judge someone if you knew that they had committed an awful thing like killing children with cancer like how much do you want like what plays into that decision i are you asking i'm just like that well, that was if you want to answer you can if not that's fine i mean that was like a, a conversation in the podcast yeah no i okay that makes sense i i guess like i would like to know a decent amount about someone and if i found out that they poisoned a bunch of kids that would probably be a deal breaker um, yeah and, and i get that it's very powerful for kate that it's not Yeah, I think the most important thing is context in terms of like, okay, so you think you killed all these kids with cancer. What did you actually do? (laughs) Like, can you tell me what you did when you did it? What you were like, what, um, what were the circumstances around your decisions? All of that. And also, like, have you done it more than once? Is this a pattern? You know, (laughs) like, is this a pattern that you have going on? Because with Joe his things are definitely a pattern. (laughs) Like there is a, you know, a distinct pattern to what he does with Kate. You know, there was that one incident that we know of and then she Mm -hmm. turned her, her life around. Yeah. Um, That's true. Until she started dating an absolute psychopath. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, that was a decision, (laughs) (laughs) but I just think it's an interesting, an interesting question for, for pondering. Yeah. Another what else happened? They talked about um, whether because Joe was so inspired by Reese and Reese's like main, like real Reese's main goal mm-hmm. was to run for mayor. Do we think that Joe is going to run for political office? Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. 
I hope so now. Yeah. Penn's feedback on this was like, he doesn't know because obviously we don't know, but um, it makes sense. And it's kind of like the next arena for him to play in for lack of a better term. So I don't know what experience he has. Oh, but I think that's the point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, it helps when you've already given like what seemed like very open interviews about uh, things that happened in your past and you basically control the internet. And you have charm and charisma and resources. I mean, like the guy knows how to get the resources he needs to build a cage no matter where the heck he is. So (laughs) we came back in part two, everybody. It did. It It did. did. It was so sparkly and nice at first <laughs> <laughs> the last thing that was mentioned on this podcast which i thought was an interesting note that pen made sure he told us was that he reminded us that pen or that joe has joe a has half brother mm-hmm. so um what will the role of that person be especially that he's back in new york so just yeah I, I saw a different youtube video where people were uh had like their fan theories um about you know what happened essentially um and someone asked about his brother and he was just like oh you're thinking ahead to season five now <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that was your pod crushed podcast recap on the Posha recaps podcast about you recapping you recapping you yes mm-hmm. yep that mm-hmm. uh brought to you by i don't know trauma <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah okay we're going to uh do some deep dives now Ooh. i'm excited about this yeah two episodes that really popped out in the podcast conversation and i think with people in general were episodes eight and nine so i thought we could take some time to kind of talk about what stood out to us about these episodes do you agree with the assessment do you think that episodes eight and nine stand out oh they definitely do they're so good (laughs) what was it about episode eight um episode eight which episode eight was the marianne episode right yeah. mm-hmm. um okay i loved episode eight i just thought that like i i don't know what it is about people that em- enables them with the wherewithal to like think on a a 5d chess level when they're mm. under such stressful circumstances but i admire that quality so much and I, whenever I hear stories about women who were abducted or, you know, nearly killed and mm-hmm. how they managed to get out, I'm always just like, wow, just like, I don't know, <laughs> truly, <laughs> it, like, um, a hero. Stress can do some great things and not so great things. In this case, it, it worked in Marion's favor, I think. Yeah. Um, so it was... That initial, I know this was in episode seven, but that initial look at Marianne in the cage, Mm -hmm. just like really, really wild, you know, when uh, she's discovered in the cage, when we, I love the fact that it's Marianne's perspective too, and we get her like telling herself this story 
about the bird and the fox the entire time. Do you think she's telling herself the story or do you think this is a story that she brought back to Julia? Juliet? Juliet. Um, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about it being the story that she brought back to Juliet, but it would make sense. Only because we see so many cutaway shots of like her and Juliet while she's telling I thought the story. that she was just thinking. Yeah, about, I don't know. Yeah. It, like, it was just something that I was like, are they trying to tell us something different? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, and seeing seeing like someone win over Joe like it, it seems after just season after season that he is unfwittable yeah yeah um <laughs> and it's nice to see someone else get a win for for once yeah and it's interesting because Marion is the only person he's been with that kn- well at least at this point that knew who he was at the start Yes. of a season i mean love no love knows i guess right but love is also love <laughs> love is like oh that's cool <laughs> like, oh yeah so um marion is our twisted sister <laughs> marion was able to know who joe was the whole time and escape from his spell of like from the cage from the spell and i think that that will come back I really yes. do hope we this wasn't the last we saw from her. I loved creatively the way that they they told um, the story in episode eight with having even the title card changed. It was an artist rendering, you know, like it was her drawing. It was her telling the story. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear any Joe, any Joe jo narration during her, like it was like half of the episode. Um, and that like was the only time while we have had narrated parts by i think there was like a beck narration mm-hmm. and like lo- it wasn't for as long and we always like joe was always interacting in a scene okay. this was like the first time i think we saw just and heard just a, a, a like a female's perspective which was really really yeah cool. i remember what you're talking about with beck um, yeah and it, it eventually like just went away yeah but uh and this was the first time that we get to be inside of the head of someone who is in the cage. Exactly. Exactly. Like we hear from Beck, but it's not when she's in the cage. Yeah. So it's really important. Um, just, I just, I thought the acting was so good and I really liked the idea of Marion coming up with this plan with Nadia, Nadia and just the two of them working together and like you know this like the coalition between the two of them is really what made the difference here and it's just so nice to see that's why it's even more terrible what happens to nadia because she figured it out she was just too smart for her own good and too good for her own good yeah do you think Marianne will avenge her? I hope so. <laughs> I'm like making Marianne I, I really... like the superhero of the situation. But she is, though. She is. She like, is. You have to like you have to possess some wild strength mentally, physically, emotionally yeah. to get out of the clutches of Joe Goldberg alive and on your own terms. Are you joking? This is what I'm saying. Like, she what if she like breaks? She breaks Nadia out of jail. They team up and they get Joe. 
Bada bing, bada boom. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Speaking of women Joe has been with, another episode that really stood out was episode nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I knew about this before, but then forgot about it, but then remembered it. (laughs) Um, But I love it when that happens. (laughs) And Badgley actually directed the sequence or directed this episode, which featured the dream sequence of him seeing Beck and love. Um, Candace couldn't be in this sequence because the actress who plays Candace had a scheduling conflict. Uh-huh. Um, but we did get Gemma in there as well. So we got, you know, a lot of perspectives. We got peaches. We did get peaches. Yeah, we did get peaches. So I think that that is, I thought it was interesting for him to direct something that like kind of spans the entire show yeah i watched a youtube video of him watching this scene oh yeah what'd you find out um uh he was responsible for like the camera work that was the special effect looked like a special effect anyway for when uh beck has the key and she puts it down her throat yeah and then he puts his hand down and like it, it it just he was like i was really happy with the way that shot turned out um he pointed out the peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, he also uh, was saying that it was just really great to have both of those actresses back. Yeah. Um, and especially with Victoria Pedretti, like that's just such a, a great meaty scene, it you is. know? And I love the idea of these women haunting the <laughs> shit out of Joe yes, Goldberg. Exactly. I love it. Maybe it's a coalition in the real world and in beyond. <laughs> I'm like, everybody come back to get him. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Get him. <laughs> Did anything, anything else um, stand out to you from episode nine and the dream sequence particular? Um, I just really, really liked uh, the fact that that love was sitting in the cage with the book that was so heavily marked up by Joe. Um, just like, well, you really have cracked up now, haven't you? <laughs> I love when she's like, yeah, you're going through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Love, when did you go through it? Like, what are you like? Yeah, how do you exactly. know what that means? Exactly. Was it when you were at like your parents' wellness weekend? I know. But it's, it's also just the, the Welkind. Uh, it's also just fantastic that she's like, oh, you're sad? Good. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. I don't get to be sad, Joe. Like, I just, I, I love it. It's very, it's very, like, streetcar name desire scene having. It's, yeah. It's very really good. really loved it. So those are our deep dives. I know you had put together some theory fails and theory wins. You want yeah. to talk through it? Our wins and our losses affect us both equally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there, here's a top five list of the completely failed theories that we at some point spouted on this show. And then maybe we can have a discussion about which was our favorite in both the wins and the fail category. Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, number five, Marianne went back to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> well, was that a fail? Did she go back to Paris? We don't really know. 
she could have gone back. Like that's where she went to go get her, her yeah, daughter. Yeah, I'm sure that she did go back to Paris eventually. Yeah, so, but not in that moment that, on yeah, the train. We thought that she got on the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did not, and maybe she did, and he got her off the train somehow. Um, number four, love mm-hmm. was alive the whole time. We are not the only people that thought this. <laughs> like, I think the internet as a whole thought this. Yes, but, uh, but it's because we love love. We love uh, love. That's all. But yeah, uh, sadly, she was not alive the whole time. Now, I'm pretty much responsible for these next two. Uh, Kate was involved in the killings. I mean... I mean, I guess technically she was involved in the killings. Because when Gemma died, she helped move that body to the larder. Yep. I mean, define involved. Yeah, that's a good point. I love how this is like an interview and you're taking all of your weaknesses and making them into strength. <laughs> the second, uh, number two is Nadia was involved in the, in the Eat the Rich killings. Mm, yeah. I know, I know but <laughs> she wasn't really. <laughs> she didn't murder anyone. Which I mean, is what you could say, I'll just devil's advocate this whole thing. Uh-huh. You could say that she assisted by giving Joe resources in the books and that might have given him ideas for how to do things. Wow. That's some real proximate causation shit You're welcome. right there. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> um, number one, uh, Reese Montrose was the actual killer. The real Reese the Montrose. The real Reese Montrose. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That one. Yeah. I got that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oopsies that's what i have to say oopsie doodle um theory wins number five Mm -hmm. the cage we got the cage (laughs) we finally saw the cage why why do we cheer for the cage i don't know (laughs) like what (laughs) is this show doing to us to make us want to cheer for the cage I I didn't just cheer for it. I serenaded it. You did. You did. But like, that's a question I need to like sit with for a <laughs> yeah. bit. Like, what does this mean? I'll I'll put it on my list for therapy for next week. We'll sure. see how it goes. Yeah, go ahead. Number four, <laughs> Adam didn't really love Lady Phoebe. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, he didn't. I was that. wrong about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I have excellent taste in men, everyone. <laughs> That's a, just this doesn't mean that. Don't do that. This doesn't mean that. <laughs> Don't do that. Cran. Cran. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's such classic Chicago. <laughs> um, okay, number three. Uh-huh. Marianne didn't make it back to Paris. <laughs> Only, I mean, eventually she did, but she didn't At get the time you made this call, correct? Yeah. Uh, number two, Joe was the eat the rich killer. Yeah. I mean, also though, like this is the first time he was branded. It was pretty like, he had like a whole campaign. He was all like a marketing situation. And you know, it was out of control too, because the, we all know for reasons that the British tabloid press Mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. It's weird that there was nothing about that. I mean, we had like the whole little paparazzi, thing at the club and like the lady who was obsessed with um bb was you know part of that but like we didn't get any like the eat the rich killer is at it again right or like 
trying any reporters stalking him along the way that and the closed caption tv thing didn't that's not uh, what it is closed circuit um tv yeah cctv yeah like, the idea that none of this like man like in all of these i mean i guess they they very could have well could have it's just that they erased them like i know that that's going to be the plot hole like shut like you know what do you do with a hole you plug it that's what it's called yeah um that's gonna be the pothole plug for like everything like oh they just erased it yeah it's so weird it's very odd um what's what's the last one one is that reese or not reese but joe was a hide the whole time okay why do hides keep following us from show to show i don't don't know spoilers for wednesday but yes they could they they just get away from us hides yeah stop it hides Oof. well yeah i mean we did all right yeah <laughs> i think we did pretty wasn't bad wasn't bad yeah we had five and five uh-huh i'm sure we had some other things but sure. you know all in all way to go us yeah pretty well done <laughs> us um is there anything else that you wanted to add specifically about season four, part two of you? It was better than part one. Yes. It shouldn't have existed in the first place. It should have all been one thing. Yep. I've already said this, but that's where I'm ending <laughs> my, my commentary. I said on what I said. Today. Um, yeah, no, it'll be uh, exciting to continue the conversation. Look at the season as a whole in our next podcast. And then um, bid it adieu until the next go hopefully season five guess we'll find out yeah well um this has been wonderful but if you want to continue the wonder and support our work we have a patreon um so signing up makes it possible for us to bring you podcasts like this every week so if you're a fan of me and marissa and our coverage of you or wednesday or the bear or anything else we've done before Please let that be known. Um, you can consider uh, signing up at any level. And when you do, you get some special patron perks like our lively discussion channel on our Discord, where you can let us know what you think about the shows and our pairing and podcasts in general. There are tons of other people there who are also a- happy to discuss whether or not we're doing our jobs well. Um, and all their likes and dislikes on the patron discord. So patreon.com slash post show recap support PSR and his podcasters. And don't forget, you can check us out on our own feed. We're at postshowrecaps.com slash you podcast. So plug that into your podcatcher of choice. Leave us the five star ratings. We deserve <laughs> We want it has been declared. Ratings. It has been declared. <laughs> it has been declared. Um, <laughs> we want the ratings. Give us those sweet, sweet ratings. And also send us your feedback. Um, yeah. I just found out that I have an email address at Post Show Recap. So you can email it to me, Latanya, Latanya at postshowrecaps.com. You can also email Marissa at postshowrecaps.com as well. Yes. Email bitches. <laughs> um <laughs> So, we've got some things to discuss because we never stop talking, do we, Marissa? We've been talking a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of talking. You know, I used to get in trouble for talking. So, at least I'm doing something with that skill. Exactly. I'm and I hope now, I really, Joseph. Yeah, I really <laughs> hope uh, people are enjoying my talking. So, yes. um, 
would you like to know what else I'm talking about? I would love to know. I was oh, going to ask, but thank okay. you for asking first. Of course. Uh, I am talking about Dear Edward with Jason Reed. It is a show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it is wrapping up. And so if you haven't watched it, now's a good time to binge it all before the last episode drops this weekend. Also covering Daisy Jones and the Six with Sarah Ferguson. Vibey show. Love it. It's a lot of fun. If you also were a fan of Behind the Music on BH1, mm. it's a good show for you. Um, I am also helping out with the Ted Lasso podcast here on Poster Recaps. So if you have feedback for that show, that email address will work for that as well. <laughs> and then, then um, I'm also happy to be joining the Yellow Jackets team here at Poster Recaps and we'll be recapping and di- diving deep into all of the fan theories uh with jessica sterling uh every week as that show kicks off this weekend as well so it has been a busy busy um tv couple of weeks here um and i just thank everyone for for listening if you're interested in anything else that i am working on or talking about or typing about you can (laughs) find me on twitter at mars bars m-a-r-z-b-a-r-s or for the time being on instagram at it's me marissa g Latanya, I've done a lot of talking. What are you talking about? Too many We're things. women talking. We're women talking, everyone. Give us an Oscar. <laughs> We're women talking. What do you um, got? I am uh, going insane and doing so while podcasting. Is about it in your membrane? Are you insane in the brain? Insane in the brain, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I am talking about Top Chef over mm. with the RHAP folks. That has been really fun. Last week's episode was hilarious. I something about crackers. That's all I know. Yeah. Something, something, cracker, something. I definitely <laughs> recommend that you check it out. Um, Haley and Kurt and I are having some fun over there talking about a really interesting season because it's international. Um, mm. but it's like very American in the way it that like it's you know Iron Chef meets Top Chef. Like with the international vibe of Iron Chef, not the format of Iron Chef. Yeah, but like still the regular format of everything that happens in America, Top Chef. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So we're talking about that. Um, You can catch me and Mari and Chappelle because we are your connect to Snowfall. It is the sixth and final season of just a ridiculously amazing show. If you like Breaking Bad, if you like The Sopranos, if you like The Wire... I recommend you check out Snowfall. Mm-hmm. It is uh, all of the episodes, even the most recent season, are available for you on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also your connect to Swarm, which is a brand new podcast that I'm excited <laughs> to announce right here, uh, where Mari Forth and I are going to be um, discussing the much talked about new Donald Glover TV show. Um, that uh, Malia Obama is also a writer on. Look so at that. I know. So if you like well-written genre, uh, a little bit of horror, a little bit of like thriller, um, if you liked Atlanta, then you will definitely love uh, Swarm. And it is on Amazon Prime. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, I have a new Versus that's going to be debuting and I can finally say exactly what it is. It's going to be succession versus yellow jackets. Mm-hmm. People 
we are doing it. Josh and I have decided that we have some categories. We're happy to hear from you if you uh, think of any more. We want this to very much be interactive. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just really looking forward to that podcast. Like that's going to be my like super fun one every week. I it's think. uh yeah, definitely eater bean. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the connection. Um, and then I am working on the Mandalorian, uh, kind of pulling up the rear and uh, doing the feedback show, which I've been really enjoying. The show. Um, I know you, you said you had some thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts about The Mandalorian <laughs> Season 3. So if you have any questions, please email me at latanya at Um, But yeah, me and DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick are holding it down and having a good time talking about uh, the, the wars and the stars. Um, I think that's it in terms of what I'm talking about right now. Uh, but the list can only grow. So just stay tuned. If you want to see what I'm tweeting about, which is a lot of what I'm talking about, but also other things, you can follow me on Twitter at LK Starks. And if you want to see the adorable picture of my nephew who just turned four today as we Aww. record this podcast, then you can follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222. He is so cute. He's like the cutest yeah. child ever, except that he also has a brother who is also the cutest child ever. <laughs> So they yeah. do that. They, they do that. To, they do that. Yeah. All right, Marissa. Um, this has been a treat as usual. Thank you for me as well. I uh, cannot wait for us to come back next week with our special guest, Asia. Asia is coming to the podcast. A well-worn you fan who mm. is excited about talking to us about the series or the series and the season as a whole all of the you all you all the time but until then we appreciate you stopping by so until next time and one only time goodbye you Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.